Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. airborne we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices but note that some items may not be used. oh welcome to the cobra cast with the present vp i'm the host rifty ricky the prez logan got my co-host ricky etdog vp etridge Mate, we're going international again. Mate, 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 hold, hold the phone, mate. I've mentioned before these are pre-recorded. I'm just going to go out on a limb. The bombers are three and zero, mate. The bombers are three and zero. I so hope that is not true. <laughs> please, please make that not true. I don't care if I miss a tip. I just hope you're just uh, kicking yourself after saying that. I probably dug myself in my own hole here, haven't I? Yeah, but. Um. Where are we off to, mate? Where are we going? Who are we chatting we're going to, mate, we're going to Copenhagen, chatting with Simon. This was a great chat. Ah, it's a great a lot chat. A lot of fun. Uh, Strange but, history. Strange history the Giants have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, like like all, all the different clubs around the world, you know, different unique challenges that all their, their different places uh, present and... Uh, Copenhagen's no exception. They've got some unique challenges, and uh, Simon does a great job over there, and has a bit of fun too. He's, um, yeah, they've hopefully going to get him back on the show in a couple of months' time with uh, another bloke from around the Copenhagen way from the from the, uh, the farm cats, and we we'll have a BT off apparently. Yeah, yeah, they um, well, listen to the interview because it's uh, a lot of fun. And we had a good time getting to know about Copenhagen. So enjoy this one and we'll... Our first trip to Denmark, our first trip to Denmark as well, mate. Yeah, can't wait to go back. So enjoy this and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Today we would like to welcome uh, a guest all the way from Copenhagen. Uh, he's Simon Malone from the Copenhagen Giants. How are you going, mate? Not too bad, not too bad. It's a, it's a nice sunny day out today, so everything's good. Uh, beautiful. Uh, thanks for joining us on your uh, long weekend. <laughs> and we were having a chuckle before we started recording about what your long weekend is. So let's tell a bit what, what day off it is today. Today is uh, the day off where we don't bother opening up after Ascension Day yesterday. Yeah, beautiful. It's uh, great. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised we don't have that holiday in Australia, to be honest. But um, it sounds very Australian. Yeah, uh, we got to Somebody's got to get on the politicians, get it over it. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, and let's uh, get into it. Let's learn a bit about the Copenhagen Giants. Uh, so, when and how did the Giants first get started? So that's actually a bit of a weird story. So. <laughs> 
the Copenhagen Giants is is actually part of is is the same club as the Farm Cats up here in Denmark. Uh, the Farm Cats has been going since 1994, actually, but back in 2013, the Danish league went from playing 16 a side to playing 12 a side. So we decided to split up the team into two separate teams. So we split up into uh, Found Cats and Copenhagen Demons. But then, uh, then a couple of years later, we got a bunch of kids sent over from Greater Western Sydney. So we changed up, changed it up to become to become the Giants, which we are today. Oh, very nice. So. Uh, who was the first game against when you became the, the Giants? And, and how many players did you have for that game? I mean, uh, the first game we ever played as as the team we are now, back when we were still the Demons, it was uh, a game against another another breakout club that was called the X-Men. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and we had 12 players back then. And then two years later, we played our first game as the Giants that we are today uh, against the Copenhagen Barracudas, which is our our neighboring team here in Copenhagen. So uh, there's a bit of a rivalry going on there. And uh, unfortunately, they lost that one. We were only 14 players for that one. And um, and they lost and, and they got the better of us that time. But uh, we, got, we got one back of them later in the season. <laughs> Before we um you joined us for the chat, I was saying to Rifty, I'm like, okay, I'm not 100 sure on the history because as I was trying to search it, I'm like, there's the cats, the lions, and then there's the giants, but then the cats still exist. So I'm glad that now I know what that history is. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So with obviously being the demons and now the giants, what's the club song? <laughs> so uh, that's a bit of a fun one. Officially, it's the it's the Greater Western Sydney song, but uh, instead of uh, Greater Western Sydney, we sing Mighty Copenhagen Giants. Uh, however, there's a bit of a because this thing about having a, a club song is not really a thing in Danish sports in general. So a lot of a lot of our Danish players don't really don't really get that. Um, and there was a bit of a, a vote going on at some point whether or not we should just ditch that and sing Afternoon Delight from uh, Anchorman instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's that? Is that the third question, Rifty? Three questions in. I bloody love this club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Mate, ditch the giant song because it's a terrible song anyway and just go with that, all right? We'll put our vote up. Let's get that yeah. vote across. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> so obviously with the um, – you went from 16 aside to 12 aside – has it been hard to get enough players now that you've got like the offshoot of the team and now have a second team? Yeah. I mean, it's been up and down. We've had some some good seasons where we've been able to get 14, 16, up to 18 guys uh, for every game. And then we've had some some seasons where it's been like, <laughs> we had one particularly horrible season where we forfeited around four games out of out of the 12 games we were supposed to play so so it it's been a bit rough but it's been like that for most of the clubs actually um recently as as recent as last year we had a, a team completely fold for the whole season because they couldn't get enough players so so it's a bit tough for us sometimes uh, especially because Denmark is such a soccer heavy country and and AFL being on at six, seven in the morning is not really helping us draw in new players, to be honest. <laughs> uh, 
but 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 in recent years we've had a we've had a good going of of getting showing up at all the games at least so 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 it's been all right but but we are still struggling a bit with the with the whole uh recruiting and and stuff but but it can't be done it can't be done we can see that from some some of the other clubs have been really successful it's just about having that that person who puts way too much time into it <laughs> um so you said soccer's the big sport over there uh what sort of grounds do you get to train and play on uh actually um I think we're pretty good off. We're pretty well off on in terms of grounds. Um, uh, there are some of the teams that play on on a bit smaller grounds, but up in Farum, where where we kind of started off and where we still play some of our home games, we actually have a permanent ground with with permanent goalposts. Um, uh, that's pretty big, and it's only used for 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 us really. Um, and I know the team in Odense. Um, which is uh, in central Denmark. They just got a new ground up uh, that uh, is also made for them. So they have actually have uh, lights up and stuff for, for Aussie rules as well. They, we do share it with other sports, but it's not like we're playing on smaller or different shaped grounds or anything. We've always played on ovals up here and, and always uh, uh, tried to do either semi-permanent or, or fully permanent grounds. So we've been pretty lucky with that, actually. That's that's pretty awesome. You're probably one of the few places in in Europe that gets to play on a an actual oval, where most places are you know trying to yeah draw draw up a an oval on a couple of soccer pitches and things like that. So I won't lie to you, Rifty. I sort of just have started going into these interviews with these European clubs and go, okay, nine aside, rugby grounds from the ones we've done beforehand. So to hear that across there, they've actually got a pretty much themselves to set up ground on an oval. It's it's just awesome to hear yeah we've been really really lucky um we we had a bit of a, an eccentric mayor uh who wanted to who wanted to build a um a, a tennis center court on on the previous pitch that we used back around uh, the change of the millennia and um and to get us to shut up about it he actually um he actually just gave us a full clubhouse and a, and a, and a pitch for us to use, so so we wouldn't make too much of a fuss about not having to play. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Mate, if our politicians over here, our mayors, our, they just tell us to shut up and wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, they deal with it. <laughs> bulldoze it and and put up what they wanted. So <laughs> the fact that he actually yeah. uh, helped you guys out is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But how hard is it to get sort of playing and training gear over there? How, you know, can you get Sharon's and stuff over there? Or? I mean, I mean, yeah, we can get Sharon's. We can order them through this AFL Europe, uh, this uh, European body that that is in, officially endorsed and run by by the AFL. They do, they do, um, they do sell Sharon's that we can buy. Um, so we can get around uh, taxes and stuff because buying stuff from Australia to, to Denmark is uh, horrible um, in taxes and fees and imports and stuff. Uh, so we can buy them from, from there for roughly what you can buy them for in Australia. So that's that's okay. And then they also have a, a, an agreement with a company called O'Neill's that do sports gear. So that's where we got our kits from, and 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 so we we're fairly decent off, I think. Um, and 
the rest of the stuff we can just is not specific to to AFL. We can just use whatever we we get from around here, anyway. So it's a pretty common uh, trend at the moment, Rifty. We're hearing is O'Neills and Tribal Sport helping out the international game. So uh, credit to O'Neills because I think a lot of the European clubs yeah. we've spoken to. Yeah, I just them, I just so. want to uh, put in there to to I ro- really want to give some credit to O'Neills because. Uh, when we played the uh, the European Championships, actually, uh, we got our kits uh, two days before we we left for 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 London, and <laughs> unfortunately, our kits had been sewn, so they were all a size bigger than than the label said. Uh, so we had we had pretty large kits on, um, and, and I contacted them, and there were no fuss at all. They just sent over a completely new set of kits for us because there's like our bad. Here you go. Just uh, raffle out the other ones or whatever you want to do with them. So that was actually great. I was I was really impressed by O'Neill's and that. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm not going to dive into any uh, apparel companies here <laughs> after my one of my years dealing with companies. But yeah, no, credit to O'Neill's and well, O'Neill's in this sense because yeah, a lot of the European clubs we've spoken to have you know, have said that they're the ones that help them out, and it's great that you know, they made a mistake and they were you know owned up to it and you know gave it to you and let you do what you wanted with the other ones. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, so you guys play in the Danish-Australian Football League. What time of the year do you guys play? So uh, when we don't have uh, international pandemics to worry about, <laughs> we uh, we normally start off in early April um, with the grand final, usually being a week before the AFL grand final. So we we play over what is our summer. Um, but we usually don't play games in July because too many people will be on holidays and, and, and stuff. So, so usually we get, we get about a half or two thirds done before the summer and then a couple of games in August and into finals. So, um, yeah, uh, two, two years ago, we had to cancel the first round because there was snows on the pitch, but, uh, otherwise we usually start in early April. Yeah. Sweet. So how does your final system work? Uh, I think right now we're doing uh, a really simple uh, one meets four and two meets three kind of semi-final into the grand final. We used to have the the longer version where we did one v two and three v four, and then uh, loss of the first one against winner of the second one. So you had like that second chance that you also have in Australia, but we shortened it down to to kind of. Uh, get one week less of finals so we can fit in more games uh, uh, into the season. Yeah, very nice. So how how successful have you guys been in the Danish AFL? Uh, fairly successful. Um, so between, between the Giants and the Cats, we've won eight out of the last 10 uh, premierships. Uh, with the Giants taking out... We actually took out... Um, the 2015 uh, uh, premiership, which was our inaugural year as the Giants, um, uh, we we won the premiership in 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 a very uh, memorable fashion by beating the we we got into the finals on on percentage uh, as number four, and then we we beat the Barracudas, who finished number one by one point in the semifinal. Uh, so we got to play the grand final, which we then, for some weird reason, also won. So that was uh, 
that was a pretty fun year. We lost to the Barracudas by 100 points earlier that season. So, so getting that one-point semifinal victory was uh, is something that we still like to remind them about. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand why. So, so you said that um, you won the in the Giants' inaugural year. You won the championship, but you've also mentioned that the Cats, the so Farm Cats, and the Giants were the one club at one point in time. Then the shift in the leagues made you separate the two different clubs. How did that go with the players playing for the Cats that you guys won the title in your first year? Uh, it went all right. Um, uh, so, so luckily we didn't actually meet the Cats in the, in, in the final series that year. Um, they lost their semifinal to, to the team from Jutland, um, which is the big peninsula part of, of Denmark. Um, uh, so, so we didn't actually meet. So they joined us on the bus there to actually uh, barrack for us in the final, uh, which was really nice. They got, they got, we got up at six, and they got up at six. I think they had a better bus trip there because they were drinking rum all the way to the finals, <laughs> and we weren't. But I think we had the better, better time going back because we we just won the final. Um, so, so actually, now nah, there is a bit of a friendly competition between us, but but it's always been good, and it, even. Um, uh, in 2018, we actually beat them in the grand final, and uh, went on to to do a. We did a shared uh, after party uh, all night, mm-hmm. celebrating being one and two, even though they 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 would have liked to 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 win as well, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> um, but but they've had their they've had their like share of success. I think is 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 fair to say. So so I think they also were of the feeling that it was. It was good that we also get some. The, those of us who who kind of kind of left left the team to f- for the benefit of, of of the league and for everyone to 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 try to to make it more fair that we also got a bit of the of, of the fun sometimes. That's <laughs> uh, very nice that they you have that sort of relationship. Like, yeah, they probably look at you guys as the the little brother or something that. They, uh, yeah, know. funnily enough, funnily enough, they might look at us as the little brother in terms of team, but it's kind of like all of the older generation players who went to Copenhagen because it was the ones who'd already moved out of home, moved into Copenhagen to study or whatever. So a lot of the people on the farm team are actually the generation below us who were still living at home when we split. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's kind of both ways. We also look a bit as them as our because we, we, we helped them when they were juniors and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so, how many uh, European Champion Leagues tournaments have you attended, and have you had any success in that? Uh, I've been in one, uh, and the Giants have been in in, in one uh, because um, we we've qualified for two, but unfortunately, after we won in in fifteen, we actually the team folded completely and didn't participate in sixteen. So, uh, but we were there last year. In 2019, it's the only one-day tournament that I've personally done, and it was uh, it was great fun. Um, we unfortunately lost out in against uh, West London uh, for a place in the finals, but we finished fifth, which we were really happy about. Um, uh, the best position that any Danish team have gotten in that tournament, so we were also happy about that. Um, uh, I think we beat Manchester in our final game. So it's always fun to beat the English teams because they they tend to they tend to do really well the English teams and the Irish teams. So yeah, so uh, we spoke to Manchester not long ago. We don't mind the Mozzies, but 
to give credit to him, Rifty, doing my research, um, West London are one bloody successful club. So to lose to them is, you know, it's no disgrace to the club. So, you know, but just to get there's a fantastic thing. It's, uh, it still hurts a little bit. Uh, we, we were actually ahead until like halfway into the last uh, half and then everything just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse than that, is there? Um, so with the Giants, obviously you've got the help from the uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants, but how hard is it to get sponsors across there? Um, it's basically impossible. Um, no one knows what we do. Uh, there's not a lot of crowds. So uh, I know one club in Denmark have been really successful with their social media stuff um, and putting out uh, lots of posts and getting lots of followers. And they got and they got a sponsorship from a bus company, so they could go so they could get cheaper buses when going to the other clubs. But it's almost. Um, almost impossible for us to 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 get sponsors it's it's local businesses or people who know people who have their own business who who can get something a little bit we tried um since our colors are mainly um dark gray and, and orange we tried uh, emailing Pornhub, but they unfortunately <laughs> said no <laughs> uh they they said they get a lot of a lot of uh, requests and and they couldn't fit us in at this time but um <laughs> But yeah, we, we haven't really been sponsored uh, uh, for many, many, many years, uh, neither in, in Farm or in, uh, in the you, Giants. Did they at least offer you a free month premium <laughs> membership or something? Nah, no, nothing. No. Uh, oh. a, a polite letter telling us to try again another time. I, I was going to bring up that yeah, it's like that all around the world, but just the bowls, pun unintended, to go after Pornhub is just great. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can't you can't lose anything on it. No, you can't. We later found out that we might have not been allowed to 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 use our kits for for the Champions League. Have we actually gotten the sponsorship? But uh, <laughs> at least that's what someone told me that you can't have like rude stuff. Oh, you could blurt it out, I guess. Play for AFL Europe. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you find rude, I guess. Um, yeah. So. Like social side of the club, every club has a social side to it. What do you guys do, like function wise, and do you guys head off like on an end of season trip? Um, we do a lot of our social stuff with with the farm boys as well. So so we always do a big uh, best and fairest uh, evening uh, together where we give get the best and fairest votes and and. The Bogan of the Year awards and Where's My Fucking Wallet award and and weird stuff like that um, uh, and and so that's really fun and then we do a, a big Christmas lunch as well where we just get really 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 drunk in in horrible snaps um, but we haven't actually been much of doing much of the uh, end of season trips I think it's because a lot of the a lot of the guys on our teams have always participated in in these uh, AFL Europe uh, tournaments Euro Cup and uh, European Championships and stuff and and that's out all, all out of your own pocket, so it's using a lot of a lot of your money already um, 
for football. So I think a lot of, of the people are kind of like, yeah, my wallet's empty at the end of the year. So so we haven't actually done. We've been we've talked about it basically every year that I can remember, uh, and I've I've been playing t- since two thousand and three. So, <laughs> uh, but it's never really amounted to anything. Um, but but the social side is 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 the a very important thing for us and 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 after basically every game and 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 every not every training but but a lot of trainings have have also ended up with uh, beers and sauna and stuff like that yeah we're we're learning it's quite hard for clubs in different parts of the world to go on their end of season trips because you said people do spend their own money to travel for the game itself um <clears throat> what i'm learning here though rifty is that I reckon we need to do an episode with the Farm Cats and then get someone back on and a bloke from them because if they're anything like him, it could be one hell of an episode between the four of them. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I, I know exactly who you need to get on. So wow. at our last Best and Fairest uh, last year, uh, one of the guys dressed up uh, as uh, Brian Taylor and uh, went around doing roaming Brian for the entire <laughs> uh, first hour of the... Um, of the best and fairest and we streamed all of that on facebook uh um complete with fake mustache and suit and everything it was it was great you'd love to have him on all right when we finish recording this i'll get his details off you we'll do an interview with him and then we'll bring both of you back on because that i just think that's gonna make a great episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) yeah awesome um well I'm pretty curious how you've, you said you've played since 03, so you've actually played footy longer than I have. Um, how did you get involved in not only at the Giants, but in, in footy altogether? So it's a bit of a, it's a little bit cheating for me. So, so my dad's actually from, from Ichuga uh, in, in Victoria. So, so uh, I've born and raised in Denmark, but I do have Australian family and, I have a brother who's 13 years older than me, uh, who actually was there when when farm started. And but I'm I'm a computer nerd, and I didn't want to do sports whatsoever when I was a kid. Um, until we we actually visited um, Australia in 2003 when I was 12, uh, and my uncle took me to see Richmond versus Essendon, if I recall correctly, at the J. And um, I got home and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try that. That's that seemed fun, so and luckily we just so happened to live in the farm as a suburb about twenty k north of Copenhagen, which just so happened to be the only place in in, in Denmark that actually had a, a functional junior program when I was twelve. So uh, so that all worked out perfectly for me, uh, and I've played and I've loved it ever since. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, um, yeah, pretty good story of how you came to it um, and. Getting to see big blockbuster at the G when you're 12 years old would have been would have been pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I distinctly remember my uncle having gotten uh, tickets in the in the dry zone of the stadium where he couldn't drink because he was so afraid that my brother and his friend would be bored and just drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what what position do you play? What position? Uh, mainly fullback or center halfback. I'm fairly tall. I'm 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 six foot four. So uh, up the center, sometimes a little bit of rock, but um, I I really don't like running. Uh, so so I'm all always in pretty poor shape. So 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 
backline where I don't have to run that much. <laughs> and that's why I'm a full forward. <laughs> Who wants to run around the midfield all day? But, um, exactly. Anyway, so you've also actually represented the uh, Danish national team um, yeah. at the 2019 European Championships where the, this is their name, Rifty, the Denmark Vikings. How's that for a name? So uh, Very nice. you guys finished second. Um, how was that experience for you and have you represented the Vikings anywhere else or any other time? Uh, yeah, it's two questions. I'll, I'll start with the with the recent one here in, in, in 19, it was, a, it was actually a really, a really good trip. It was uh, the first time in, in some six years that we've actually managed to get a, a full team off for one of these big tournaments. We've done a, a few of the Niner side tournaments. I haven't been part of that, but, uh, but getting all of these newer players, especially from Odense, uh, who haven't really been like skills wise at the level where you could, justify them on this tiny very condensed nine aside format uh bringing them to a big 18 aside tournament have been was really great and and and, and the team and the coach there was just a, a great feeling all around and uh, I, we all had this feeling that like we came pretty like have, having been six years since we were in a in an 18 aside tournament people didn't really know where we were and going in there and win and beating ireland and beating so, uh, Croatia and, and, and Germany and, and stuff was, was really like to show them that, listen, we might not have been here for a while, but we're still one of the best in Europe uh, at the full full side uh, um, game. It, it was really great. And, and honestly, to this day, I think we got, we were pretty unlucky with the weather. Um, shitty rainy day on the final. Uh, and I think a lot of the, the, British guys, they're all really, really great, but they all, at least some of them seem to have a, had a rugby upbringing. So, so I think they thrived more in the mud and the rain than we did. Uh, and I think in a, dry, in a dry game, it would have been a much closer game. Also, we lost the guy in the first quarter when his forearm snapped in half. So that was pretty unlucky. <laughs> so unlucky. So the, the Vikings weren't able to conquer it all, were they? But- no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's 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 a bit uh, it's a bit annoying. It's it's the second time we've lost the European Championship final. Um, the the uh, the first European Championship was actually held in Denmark and Sweden in 2010. I was part of that as well. Uh, we that time we lost the final to Ireland, and um, three years later uh, we came third uh, in Ireland uh, at the at the 18 aside uh, championships uh, and I was lucky enough to be part of both those times um, I love these uh, trips with the national team because you get to know the players from the other clubs uh, in a totally different different way um, and uh, we were also part of uh, the 2011 International Cup in uh, in Melbourne and Sydney uh, which was uh, like probably the the most uh, insane football experience uh, for a lot of us because going to Australia and and playing against uh, Papua New Guinea and and Tonga and these uh, countries that we would normally ever get to play against is is just it's just something else. Yeah, I could imagine it would be. And I've said in a couple of um, episodes of this that in Australia, I'm actually quite jealous that. In countries like yours, you actually get the chance to represent your country at international level. Because over here, that's just not even the people 
at the top level, still don't get a chance to do that. But um, with that, what is your biggest footy, biggest highlight in footy? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I, it's probably going to have to be um, either the International Cup in 2011 because it's just so 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 crazy to go get to go to 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 Australia and play for your country um, uh, against uh, Tonga and, and like countries that that you've barely even heard of. Uh, and get absolutely obliterated by them, by them because they were so good. Um, but but that was that that was crazy. But also, actually, a few years prior to that, when when I was still a junior in two thousand and um, in two thousand and six, when I was fifteen, uh, we went over there as a junior team, and we actually got to play halftime at uh, Docklands um, uh, between in a game between. Geelong and Western Bulldogs, I think. Uh, that was also pretty special uh, for someone from, from Denmark to go into a stadium with, with I don't know, 50,000 people in there uh, to play our sport. We come from a country where people say, what do you play, American football? <laughs> I mean, that, that, was, that was pretty, pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> no, sounds awesome. Would have been uh, pretty cool to... That play in front of a crowd that's there to see uh, Geelong and, and Bulldogs play and um, yeah, run around as a 15-year-old kid. I'm sure that was, would have been pretty amazing. Um, but so who do you follow in the AFL? Uh, I follow Geelong. Uh, I started playing for the Farm Cats when I was 12 and and, and uh, it's been Geelong ever since. Um, I'm lucky because... Um, I have no influence from my dad because he's still a staunch believer that Fitzroy will return to the AFL. <laughs> uh, so there's no pressure from him to, to follow his team, uh, really. So, uh, so yeah, Geelong, uh, all the way. Yeah, I think you're going to have to break it to the old man that, that Fitzroy is <laughs> never coming back, unfortunately. Um, he, didn't, he didn't make the switch over the Brisbane Lions when they... No, not really. No, no not really. Uh, no. Nah. Uh, all right. Well, now it's uh, it's time. I'm I'm sure we're going to get some cracking answers for these next few because it's time for the funny questions, and um, you've had us laughing enough as it is. So we want to throw some players under the bus, as we like to call it. Um, so we're going to ask you, you know, who is and and whoever best fits these uh, categories for you know players from your clubs. Uh, what's the first one, Ethel? So who are the Copenhagen Giants? Would you say is the ladies' man, or thinks that there's that a ladies' man? Uh, we have a guy called um, Thomas, uh, who yeah, I think he might be the youngest guy on the team. Um, he's also around one sixty uh, meters tall. He's not very tall, uh, but he I, I definitely think he thinks he's the ladies' man. He might be. Uh, but but he 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 has a has a particular swagger about him when he the way he handles himself. I, I think I think he could uh, I think he could score well above his level <laughs> <laughs> if I have to throw anyone under the bus. Also, as a surprisingly good overhead marker for being like uh, what, two two p 
piece of grass tall. <laughs> and I'm only about 160 myself, and I've been known to take a good overhead mark, so there's nothing wrong with uh, being short. <laughs> Is the mark in the intro that you purposely put in there overhead or chest? No, that was chest. I was ah. wide open, so I didn't have to take it overhead. But you know. um, Who's the class clown of the Joker? Because in my opinion, I reckon it could be you. Ah, no, not really. I'm I'm one of the serious guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we have one guy. Um, I think he like last year the best and first. We introduced the the Bogan of the Year award, um, uh, and this guy won it. And I, I had actually complained a little bit because it's like, why are we introducing an award for this guy particularly? Because he's going to win it every year. And his name is Jared. Um, he's uh, he's from Canberra actually. Uh, came over a few years ago, married a, a French girl and lived in Copenhagen. And um, unfortunately, he barracks for Hawthorne. That's about his only character flaw. Um, but but he's just so fucking funny. But no wonder uh, he's the bargain of the year if he barracks for Hawthorne. Yeah. That's that's no surprise there that he's winning bargain of the year. But that's, yeah, that's a bit, bit unfair. Giving it to the Aussie bloke, he's got a fair bit of an advantage in being a bargain, I guess. I would say that's actually, I, I didn't vote for him for that. I don't remember who I voted for, but it wasn't him because I was like, give it to someone who's <laughs> like, who has no idea what it means when they get go up <laughs> yeah. there. So whenever you win something, we have these big uh, leader uh, glass boots that holds a leader of beer. So whenever you win anything, you have to skull that. Uh, so just, just make someone else try to, 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 to skull a leader of beer. Nice. All right. Before you mention it. No, I'm, I'm, inter- up. no, I'm not saying it. We're not introducing that to our presentation night, all right? You're not getting a litre of beer to when you get your goal-kicking trophy, all right? All right, but uh, who's the biggest party animal at the club? So I'm going to give it to... Actually, he's our new coach. Um, he's, also, he's also an Australian. Um, but I'm going to give it to him for one uh, particular reason. And um, that was actually last... Uh, his name is Kai... Kai Kramer, he's about, he's, he's actually kind of, he, he's half Australian, half Danish, but, but uh, lived, grew up in Perth. Um, and he's a really, really good footballer. But, but after, after the Premier League, or no, the Champions League had ended uh, last year. Um, and we were, he, he, there was some um, team of the tournament uh, presentation and, and stuff going on. And uh, we got out there and he, uh, he got a bit of a, uh, a brownie that had some extra stuff in it. Uh, it was in Amsterdam after all. Um, and it hit him pretty hard. And uh, he didn't know this, but um, it, it, he was uh, on the team of the tournament. So he had to uh, go down there and, um, and get his uh, team of the tournament jumper. Uh, and uh, I'm not quite sure he remembers everything. Uh, he ran the wrong direction, at least uh, <laughs> after getting the after getting the jumper and um, standing there uh, in his own world. Uh, and it actually hit him so bad that he missed going out into Amsterdam night afterwards because he he just went to bed and he was like, "Nope, can't do any more, guys." <laughs> oh, that's but, uh, awesome! But, yeah. That's that's the Amsterdam stories we've been waiting for, isn't it? <laughs> that's. Just people won't know. I've just muted my mic so my high pitched laugh wouldn't come through because I pissed myself laughing at that story. We've uh, we've asked many Europe clubs about the Amsterdam trips. Um, 
one question we didn't ask you was how hard is it to convince the missus or the the wife to to let players go to Amsterdam? And I'm sure after hearing a story like that, it's going to be tougher to let the missus go to Amsterdam. I I I, I it's never been hard for me. Uh, uh, it's never been. I, I haven't heard of of two too many stories of people who've been told not to go. Um, then maybe it was the third or fourth uh, trip that year that they maybe stay at home with the kids now. But uh, but uh, I think uh, nothing uh, nothing shady ever happens in Amsterdam anyway. So. <laughs> of course not. It's such a nice city. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we've had some fun. This has been a good one. Um, where can everyone go to find out about the... Uh, the giants and and follow along your journey and stuff. Uh, I think we the best places are, are Facebook and Instagram. Um, we kind of passed uh, trying to push our own website and stuff because uh, no one ever remembers to update it. But um, uh, we're Copenhagen Giants on on Facebook and uh, I can't even recall. I think we're also just Copenhagen Giants on Instagram. I think uh, we've got that name fairly much to ourselves, luckily. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the best place. We try to 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 update it um, every time, uh, fairly often, and and we always answer messages on on Facebook and Instagram as fast as we can. Awesome. So we'll, yeah, we'll make sure we uh, share all that when we post it up. Is there anything else, Ed? Though. I just want to thank you for joining us, Mark. This has been an absolute blast. Um, yeah, just a bit of behind the curtains. This is the third episode we've recorded in the space of like an hour and a half, and. <laughs> It does, start to, it does start to get a bit like, okay, another one. But you've literally brought it back to life. I'm, I'm ready to keep going. Like, this has been a fantastic interview. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, and, yeah, once we get off the, line, off the air, we'll, I'll get the contact information from the bloke from the Cats, get him on the show, yep. and then get you both back on for an episode because I reckon that would be Yeah, fantastic. I'll try to make that happen. <laughs> awesome, that Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Apes, for joining us. No worries. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP.